I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the live betting angles for every game, this is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is our number three of VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here hanging out on a Thursday night. Still to come, we'll take a look at the odds, the updated live odds for the Sony Open coming up later on this hour. Once the first round concludes, we'll see if there's any golfers that you might want to add to your card coming up heading into these tomorrow's second round. Uh, but right now, we are at halftime at the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles between the Mavericks and the Lakers. Dallas up 59-48. to 48. Mavs went off as two-and-a-half-point favorites here, and I'm seeing West so far in the market. The Lakers, two-point favorites in the second-half total, 115 or 115 and a half, pending where you shop. Yeah, it makes sense. Dallas had a big first quarter. Lakers came back a little bit in the uh, second quarter. So uh, just looking at the numbers here, Luca with 18, six and five. Uh, so it's pretty good on, on well on his way. Christian Wood with 12, Tim Hardaway Jr. With 13 uh, for the Lakers, LeBron with 11 and five, Thomas Bryant, five or six and five. We mentioned Brian over rebound. So he's about halfway there. And uh, Russ is the big score off the bench uh, with 15 for the uh, Lake show tonight. Yeah. Uh, mm. Nothing for me in the second half. Uh, If you made me Lakers minus two, because they have been, I think, at least a decent home underdog, but Mm -hmm. got absolutely blitzed in the first quarter. Surprised to see Dallas actually kind of, you know, get out and transition. They're not a team that really does that very often. They're usually kind of like iso ball, 
in the half court, but uh, they certainly did so in the first quarter against the Lakers. The Mavericks shot 54% from the field in that first half, 38% from three. As for the Lakers, it was ugly, 41% from the field, 26% from beyond the arc. Uh, not known for their shooting, but no. that, those are some pretty pedestrian numbers. Though. Yeah, 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 they are. And, 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 I mean, this is playing like a Dallas game, lower scoring than expected. What was that first half total? 121 and a half. This went way under at, uh, at, at 107. So, yeah, no, nothing for me. Yeah, so it looks like two and then 115 and a half will be our second half numbers. Fun game, though, in Provo between Gonzaga and BYU. It's been back and forth quite a bit here in the second half. Gonzaga had control at halftime, up by six, but now uh, this is in a one-point game. Gonzaga up 52-51 to 51 currently in the live markets as they pull these up on DraftKings. Gonzaga now a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Total 150-and-a-half, so now we're trending under. Mm -hmm. So we went up as high as 170-and-a-half when these two teams yep. got off to such a hot start, and it looked like they couldn't miss, but... Now we're starting to get a little bit of resistance from the defensive side. Yeah, uh, that that live total. I mean, right right in prime middle position, yes. depending on where you uh, went ahead and found this thing. I think it was one fifty and a half on the opener, and uh, actually that's where it is right now. So you now it's like you kind of wanted to pick up a little bit, even if you bet the second half under. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, there's they're showing the uh, net ratings, which the NCAA selection committee uses, and Gonzaga not the top team in the WCC. Oh. That is St. Mary's, by the way, at 11. St. Mary's, uh, what's their score? They are up 13 on LMU, 137 left to go in the second half. Ooh. I believe that is right around the number. I think this closed 14. BYU just took the lead with a three-pointer right there, so they're now up 54 to 52. You mentioned Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Gonzaga will be in Moraga to take on St. Mary's February 4th yep. on a Saturday. I can imagine that yeah. it'll be about 100 degrees in that gym. In McKeon Pavilion, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh... Standing room only. Forget the fire code uh, going on there because they always pack that place. But people still sweating this if they laid the gales here. 69-56. This did close uh, 14. I think it opened 13. But uh, uh, my man got yeah, what 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 is his name I, I forgot i forgot his name i was uh praising him all last week the guy for lmu that's at the top of the key right now he's got a mullet and oh, a ponytail i'm not even sure this kid's name uh <laughs> I, I, I i that's a hell of a haircut though no it was he became my favorite player and yet i don't know his <laughs> damn name i did last week but uh I, I i when you got a mullet and a ponytail i'm all i'm all about yeah. that man. Those like the uh, lmu throw I, I believe he i believe he is actually from australia what is that kid's name and Lua, Pe Lua Pepe, Kelly go. Lua Pepe from uh, Melbourne, the Melbourne mullet. <laughs> is that what they call him? Yeah, that's what I, I mean. Uh, somebody probably named him that before I did, but that's what I referred to him as last week is now St. Mary's up by 14, <laughs> 55 seconds left to go in Moraga. St. Mary's got a big game with uh, USF, the, uh, the Dons on Saturday. Dons off to a little bit of a shaky start in conference play, one and three. They are playing at UOP tonight, the Portland Pilots, Don's uh, minus mm -hmm. two. That's about to tip off. Anything for you in that game, side no. or total? No. Yeah, that's a game. That, uh, yeah, the line in that Utah-UCLA game, we talked about it during the break there. The big guy for the Utes uh, sounds like he's going to be out for this mm -hmm. one. And this has been some late brewing money coming in here. Before. Yeah, and, and it's probably rightfully placed here. So uh, I did a little small buyout on that just to kind of get off the game. And, you know, don't be afraid to do that sometimes. I mean, yeah. you, you you don't want to overreact to injuries, but, you know, when it's like a key guy like that, 
you know, don't yeah. don't be afraid uh, to buy off if you think you got the worst of it. So uh, that's that's what I did there. Uh, the other uh, Southern California team, USC, get some foul shots late to send that over the number. Uh, they were laying three and a half. They beat Colorado 68 to 61. There you go. College basketball is alive and well in SoCal, man. These USC, UCLA, mm-hmm. they're uh, they're getting it. Well, I, I mean, I like when we get like you know these Big West games. I, I was sweating one actually as we left the studio last night. I was like, is Fullerton gonna blow this if it was against UC <laughs> Irvine? And they held on, uh, fortunately, for the cover. But Big West tournament also uh, here in town at the at the Dollar Loan Center out in Henderson. That's a tournament you probably get tickets for. We'll, we yeah. maybe we'll add to some games for that. <laughs> yeah, no, I and and I it. like I like those teams because it's a one bid league. I like those conferences where it's like, man, you are fighting to the death just to mm-hmm. get in this thing because they're only taking one team. When you got like Long Beach and Irvine, uh, UC Santa Barbara, coached by my guy Joe Pasternak, fellow Indiana University alum. So those. Th- so many good tournaments out here, man. Oh, it's a really, it's a fun time. Like that's, I mean, everybody obviously likes to come for March Madness, and I'm, we're not telling you not to, but that conference tournament week is awesome. It's the best. That's a week to come out here for. I mean, it feels like you know, like it's New Year's Eve March Madness that first mm-hmm. weekend of the NCAA tournament. So the the amateur nights, you get a it's lot of first timers out here. Yeah. The real pros come out here, I guess, during conference tournament. At least that's what we're exactly. telling you're, ourselves. You're grinding from sunup to sundown, man. It gets yep. going like 8 a.m. Then games and that, that Pac-12 network games and stuff like that for the Pac-12 tournament going all the way to like 10:30, 11 o'clock at night. That's that's the true. That's the the, the true grinders uh, come out during those games. My man, the Melbourne mullet is at the line. By the way, LMU down man, that 15. Is a hell of a haircut, man. Now, now here's the thing: Does LMU stop fouling here? And that's what you want if you're on if you're on the Lions here, is they're wearing their old powder blues uh, tonight here, seventy four to sixty. But man, uh, the way they're pressing, this seems like maybe they're going to foul St. Mary's. Yeah, well, for what? Yeah, so they might be fouling you out of a cover here if you're on LMU. That's brutal. See, that's the thing about college basketball is you never really know. Some of these coaches won't foul, but some of these they'll foul forever. I'm like, this is St. Mary's, too, by the way. This is not like a historically bad foul-shooting team. I, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I guess he's saying that, oh, let's, we're trying to work on some stuff for in the future to when right. we might be in right. this situation. Well, now that I say that about St. Mary's, they're actually way down this year from the foul line, 64.3%, 333rd in the country. But still, there's 35 seconds left, and you're down 14. And you're fouling. I, I, I mean, I, I do think that that's ridiculous. And I know coaches, because I... That, look at that, they're, they're pressing. Yeah, them. here we go. I guess they signed up to play the full 40 minutes, but... Like, please lay off. All yeah, right. they, maybe, they maybe off. he told him that. So yeah. I, I think this is going to close right at the number 14. So if you took it late, you win with LMU. If you laid it early, you win with St. Mary's. That's the situation because it was it was the Michigan and Wisconsin was that last year mm-hmm. when uh, Greg Gard and Juwan Howard kind of got into it yeah. a little bit because Michigan was pressing and then Wisconsin went ahead and said all right we're gonna go ahead and score then right. if you want to do this right and then all of a sudden it's like like a kerfuffle between coaching staffs it's like if you're gonna press and do all that stuff the other team has they're well within their right exactly to go ahead and just. And 360 it's, and, windmill and it's one dunk. of those awkward things, too, that even though you're mad about it as a coach, you're getting fouled, you can't really say anything because it's like, that's like the old rule. You know, you don't coach another guy's team. Yeah. So you can't say like, hey, stop fouling. So you yeah. kind of got to live with it. But St. Mary's now 15-4. and four. They are 4-0 and oh in the WCC, and the team that's trying to keep pace with them 
is now down. Yeah. Uh, Gonzaga down seven and a little bit in Trovo. A little bit of trouble. They're now catching three and a half. Total's 154 and a half, but Gonzaga is now third. So BYU is a live favorite at minus 230, Gonzaga plus 185. Do you have faith in Gonzaga to come back and win this game? Ordinarily, yes. Yeah, isn't that in, the in years, in years past, yes, and and they're dominating the glass. But Gonzaga didn't didn't it seem like Gonzaga even you know going back to like the Dan Monson days, mm-hmm. they always had like dead eye shooters. They always had those guards, Blake Stepp, yep. and uh, Dan Dickow, Dick, Matt yeah. Santangelo. Dickow uh, calls a lot of the Gonzaga games now. Yeah, and they, God, man, they don't they don't have any outside shooting. Yeah, yeah, this two this, of ten from three. You know they lost Nemhard. Remember, he is now with the Indiana Pacers. Already hit a couple mm-hmm. buzzer beaters as a rookie, but yeah, these kids are just not shooting the three ball very well. Strother zero for four tonight. Uh, I think that yeah, they've made two of ten tonight. So ordinarily, I would say yes, absolutely. Gonzaga is going to find a way, and they found a way at USF uh, a week ago, but. I don't know if they they might not find a way yeah. tonight in that big uh, Provo crowd. Yeah, Rasir Bolton was the one that was kind of saving their bacon against USF at War Memorial Gymnasium. On the contrary, though, BYU, 11 of 17 from three-point range, mm-hmm. 64%. Uh, they found the lightning in the bottle, man. <laughs> they're, yes. they're knocking down those threes, and that's why they have a seven-point lead here coming out of the under-eight media timeout. We'll keep our eyes on Provo when we come back here on VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. 
In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness, set your lineup, and watch the action unfold as you play for your share $115,000 all postseason long. Guinness, made of more. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for the details. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bets Night. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino. Right now, Gonzaga in a little bit of trouble against BYU. The Cougars are up 66-58, 6-16 left to go in the ball game. Right now, Gonzaga's getting 5.5. Total's at 152.5. Zags plus 320 on the money line. And we discussed it in the last segment. Like, hey, do you believe in this Gonzaga team to come back? That belief isn't there. We just no, have, we seen no, that no. I, I was very hesitant, and and you know, in years yeah. past, I'd be like, yeah, somehow they're gonna find a way because we've seen it so many times, mm-hmm. where you know maybe they're against a team that they're that they're better than, and and you know they're just having an off night, but they would always find a way. Yeah, and I don't know if they're gonna find a way uh, this evening as Drew Timmy goes ahead and misses the free throw. So an eight point game, six minutes to play. Oh, we get Kentucky, Tennessee. What was it? Air- oh, Arizona. Yeah, remember I said, you know, Kentucky coming That's in one, off yeah. losing as 20-point favorites. And it's a 9 a.m. game? Yeah, I'll have to see what the, uh, what the, a, what the number is for that. be a sleepy spot for the Vols, maybe? Yeah, yeah and, and look, the Vols mm-hmm. obviously want to get at Kentucky, but 
This is where you're buying Kentucky if you like them at their lowest. I know we'll be talking more about those games tomorrow. Uh, One golf uh, bet note. uh, The first round of the Sony Open did get suspended due to darkness at 6-11 Hawaii time. So 8-11 our time, Pacific 11-11 on the East Coast. So I don't believe that those those aren't going to pay out tonight because there's still players on the golf course. I think there's uh, several groups out there. And actually, one that could make it a four-way chop, and that would be uh, uh, Ben Griffin, who is five under, who I have in a matchup this week. I did not mm-hmm. bet him on a future. Uh, five under through 17 holes, so he is playing the par five 18th, and I believe has a 36-and-a-half-footer to go seven under if he can <laughs> wow. make that eagle. So he's going to have to wait and finish up tomorrow morning. So that will begin at 8 a.m. Hawaii time. Okay. 10 a.m. here on the uh, on the uh, uh, West Coast, and then I believe uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time. So currently, Taylor Montgomery, Chris Kirk, Jordan Spieth, you got a three-way chop on the lead, and then of course uh, Ben Griffin out there, and also uh, 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 Kim is out there too. Sh Kim, five under through 16, you could have a five-way chop. So no payouts tonight if you bet the first-round leaders. So just to let people know that might be listening or watching, that's why. Yep. No, that's a a good point to bring up there uh, in case the folks uh, are wondering, hey, where's my money? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're on Hawaii. They're not holding it hostage. No. Got to wait for it to get done. Yeah. It might be a nice little uh, morning, I guess, afternoon. Uh, Because when when are they going to resume play there? I believe 8 a.m. tomorrow, Hawaii time. Hawaii time. So that's like, what, 11 our time? Yeah, 10 o'clock our time, 1 o'clock on the east. All right. Well, maybe it'll be an afternoon treat for uh, for our friends Mm -hmm. uh, back east there. Uh, Gonzaga just knocked down a three, finally. Now down by seven, four and a half minutes to go. But they're going to start needing to get some stops. That's not something that they really um, are experts in and specialize in is getting stops. But... It's around that time where it's starting to teeter here a little yeah. bit here for Gonzaga. A little bit of foul trouble for BYU, too. George with four fouls, Hall with three, Ali Atiki with three off the bench as well. So, you know, Gonzaga, uh, Gonzaga's in the bone or in the one and one right now, but they are in the bonus for the rest of the half. They have only fouled three times. So, you know, that that's at least something in in their favor here. Gonzaga, I think. Look, they they need to get it to the rim, and 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 that's what they're going to need to do to get fouls. So, uh, you know, try to find Timmy or try to find Watson down low and see if you can pick up some fouls on BYU or Ooh. shoot threes and 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 miss. Yeah, yeah, get it down low to Timmy say, and yeah. let let him try to see if there he can make go. a move, and he does a nice spin move for a dunk. Gonzaga needs to to, to feed the post. That's exactly what they need to do. I know that's not in vogue in 2023 in <laughs> basketball, but you need to get this People to the People on Twitter rim. will yell at you for yelling to the, I know. the post. How man. dare you? Like, How dare you? Shoot, old, shoot, shoot 83s. The old brand of basketball. Yeah, you old, you old fogey. But sometimes <laughs> it works. Look, I embrace the new basketball and modern basketball, but Ooh. it's like, and a turnover at the under four minute timeout yeah. for BYU. So now this is a, this is a, what we call butt pucker in time for, mm-hmm. for, for BYU. This is nervous time uh, as they are trying to finish out Gonzaga. But isn't it interesting, though, in the market, though, that there's still not a whole lot of faith in Gonzaga? Because 
It's a five-point game. Gonzaga's about to get the basketball back, coming out of the under-four timeout. Mm-hmm. And now they're, they're plus 195. Now, they were plus 215 yeah. just moments ago, but we saw that 20-cent knockdown because I'm sure somebody saw what I saw. Like, hey, plus 215, that seems like it's a pretty mm-hmm. uh, juicy number with the well, team that's down by five. And they've got the foul situation in their favor, too, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, still in the one-and-one, one, so not in the double bonus, so not, not totally – you know, where they're going to get two shots every single time, but they've only committed three fouls. BYU just turns it over. I would certainly keep feeding Drew Timmy yeah. if I if I were Gonzaga and let him collapse on him. And then, you know, then you got to knock down the open threes, which they really haven't done much of tonight, three of 14. Yeah, you got to go work it inside. Maybe you can knock yeah. something down, but yeah, you got to work it inside. Yeah, pick up some fouls. This is what, when you're down, I mean, it, it, even though this sounds profound and be, I'm being Mr. Obvious here, <laughs> You want to add possessions when you're down. Mm-hmm. And the way you add possessions is to get to the foul line. So that's exactly what I think Gonzaga needs to do is, you know, get it down low to Timmy. Gonzaga only 6 of 12, though, from the line. BYU just 4 of 8. So you don't usually see a college basketball game with that few of foul shots, it seems like, nowadays. But if I'm Gonzaga, get down low. They're plus 2.5 at plus 105. And if you want to lay that two and a half with BYU, you got to pay minus one thirty-five. I would not think I would bet anything, but if somebody gave me like a hundred dollars or they gave me a free bet, like we always say, like hey, if you get a free mm-hmm. bet, be, I, I, I take I, a strike. With I, Gonzaga. I would, I would also lean Gonzaga. Yeah. I just think you know, with the foul situation here and BYU, a little bit of nervous time, you know, can can you get that real big resume win? Because this would be a home run win for a BYU team that's currently, I think, seventy-five in the Ken Palm. They've got a couple okay wins. You know, the win over Dayton's not bad. The win over Creighton, the win at Utah at home. But this would be, hey, we can hang our hat on this win. You know, when you get down to March and there's, you know, the Bubblicious teams, we can say, hey, look at who we beat. We beat the number eight team in the country. It'd be a great win to have. Quad one win is what you're Quad one, yes. They always change the terminology on it. It's silly. What are are the quads and who classifies in a quad? I mean, you know, if you watch ball enough, you know who a good team is. You don't need these numbers and these net rankings to tell you. You know, I I like that they, you know, I don't know everything about basketball, but I know enough to know what a good team is and what a not good team is. Yeah, (laughs) most definitely. Uh, that was the last time that uh, BYU beat Gonzaga was right before the pandemic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like a whole other crazy world. before we before we lost the uh, NCAA tournament that yeah. season. So back in action here now, uh, under about three and a half to go, Gonzaga trailing by five. So we'll see. Yeah, this is a, one of those must score possessions. I know there's still three and a half minutes mm-hmm. left, plenty of time, but. They, they went right to the bread and butter there. Yeah, they're going to let Timmy walked. try to back him down. He did walk and, and <laughs> yeah. try to fall away. Didn't get it there. Yeah, he did walk there. They did not call it. But that's the idea. I mean, you know, they're basically trying to ISO him a little bit as BYU hits a turnaround. And now 70 to 63, three minutes left to go. Yeah, the BYU right up to a minus 410 favorite as Timmy gets the bucket. Good shot fake. Foul. Good shot fake. I'm, I'm going to sound like old Bob Knight here. Shot fake. Shot fake. <laughs> But, yeah, two guys went up, and then they foul him. Now he's going to get a three-point play. Yeah, it's fundamentals. Uh, Gonzaga was all the way up to a plus 310 or so after that when when it got down to a seven-point game. So now Timmy with a chance to make this a four-point game with the old-fashioned three-point play here. 
303 left to go, like we said, it's still plenty of time. And if you're Gonzaga, you're going to want, like, free throw attempts. Like, scoring when the clock is stopped is exactly what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, possessions. As, as he converts the, uh, the three-point play, it's now 70 to 66, three minutes to go at the Marriott Center. I, I'm gonna. I think Gonzaga wins this game. I kind of. I kind of feel like they do too, and especially if this goes to overtime. Yeah. By the you way, see BYU getting a little tense with the yep, ball. Yep. And as Gonzaga turns them over, that oh, that's getting it's, a little bit too yo, much. <laughs> yeah, that's geez. a little too much. Yeah, that was too much hot sauce. Who and, is? And yeah, who is? That? I, 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 I think that's Hunter Salas. Oh, uh, is it Salas? Uh, sophomore yeah. from Omaha, and it, yeah. that's where Gonzaga has really dipped. Everybody obviously points to Chet. But you don't have Nemhard anymore. No, they don't have reliable their, guards. Their guard play is not where it needs to be right now. No. And maybe they'll work through that during conference play, but we're not going to see them get tested in, like, big, big-time moments yeah. until March because they had non-conference play to do that, and they got out of there okay, not as as well as they typically do, but they got out of there okay. Next next test is going to be once it, once we start playing for keeps when the tournament begins. But it's a four-point game, two minutes to go. We're going to keep our eyes on it during the break. We'll get you the latest from Provo here on VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. With the start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino. All eyes on the Marriott Center in Provo between Gonzaga and BYU. Gonzaga now has a chance, Wes, to take the lead. Yes. 73-72, 40 seconds left to go. Uh, about 20-ish seconds on the shot clock here. Zags minus 135 on the money line, plus 105 is BYU as Gonzaga calls timeout. Yeah, as uh, Hickman hit that three, and then they get a stop here at the other end. And one thing, you know, it, I don't have numbers or data necessarily to back this up. I just have years of betting these games in college basketball. When a team doesn't hit the threes all game, mm-hmm. they hit them at the end. And that's what can Especially if you bet totals. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they're always going to make them when you need that one possession, you need to miss. It's like, okay, then they're not going to foul. And then your under is going to be preserved. They always make them at the end. And I have no data to back this up. It's just, just instinct. Some things you don't an, need numbers. Anecdotal. You know, no, it is just years of years of pain, you know, sometimes, especially if you're on unders here. But I think if you are on the under here, you're good, at least in regulation. But you don't want that overtime to happen, which it very well could. Yeah, this got bet like four and a half, five yeah. and a half points in terms of the over. It's open 150, closed as high as 155 and a half in the market. You're good. You're good in the 40 minutes. You just don't want the extra five because then you're like, okay, we're done here. 
Yeah, and at that point, then it's it becomes difficult <laughs> if you get the extra five minutes. Yes. And at that point, also, we, we know that, what does it say, underdogs go to die in overtime? Yes, they do. I, I had one earlier with the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, that was not great. We don't want to we don't want to relive that. <laughs> but Right. But uh, Gonzaga now coming out of the timeout. We'll see what they draw up. But 36.8 seconds to go. BYU has one timeout. The Zags are out of timeouts. That was their last one. Uh, so keep that in mind here in this game. But once again, Gonzaga was laying six and a half at close. And then that closing total, 154 and a half. That Wes was talking about that got bet up four and a half, five points in some other places. We'll see. We both think Gonzaga wins this game. I guess they'll have to uh, prove us right here or they might uh, spit the bit. But uh, here we go. Now 35 seconds left to play. Yeah, I mean, you know who they should uh, They should probably go to number two. Yeah. And he step on point. the line? I believe he did. Wow. 29.6 left to go, so obviously unless they get a steal, a foul is coming. But this is where – this is one of my pet peeves in, in college basketball too. Uh-huh. Teams like foul right away instead of trying to get a trap. You're only down one point. Yeah. You're going to get another possession at some point because you're going to have to foul if you don't get a steal. But – Try to trap a little bit, you know. Don't just, okay, he gets it inbounds and you immediately foul him. See, you see, they tried to trap and they almost got the steal. Oh, and they almost got another one. Hunter Salas had it, but wasn't a clean pick. So BYU going to go to the line. But that's what I'm saying. I see teams over and over again. I think they had a one to give, so they're not even. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, That's right. So, yeah, that's what you do. Go for a steal. Yeah, they actually have two. They had another one to give. Oh, BYU, they're getting a little careless. With yeah, the now that they're across the 10-second line, now you got to give it. Yeah, you got to give it. Yeah. Nope. So 17.4 seconds to go. This next situation, Gonzaga will now foul to uh, extend the game. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're Gonzaga, I, I, I hear what you're saying in terms of like trying to get the steal, but I think now, now is when you, you want to foul now, immediately. Now you're going to have to. Because I don't even think BYU would foul you. So you can try to go for a three if you want. You can go ahead and get mm-hmm. the two point if you want because there's still so much time left. Yeah. You're not going to try to execute the whole foul up three thing right. when there's 17.4 seconds. So if you're Gonzaga, I think you foul immediately just to try to extend the game and then see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to, too. I mean, obviously, if you just so happen they throw the ball to you, you take advantage of it. Yeah. But now, <laughs> but 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 I was saying before, you know, and they give it, they do give it right away. So yeah. 15.9 left to go. BYU now in the one and one. That is the 17 foul mm-hmm. for Gonzaga. But, you know, I like the way they almost had about two or three steals on those two possessions. They they, they, I thought they executed that pretty well. Yes. It's like the, the traps were good, and BYU was underneath their basket or in the corners. And that's not where you want to be yeah. <laughs> in those situations. Um, but they somehow got out of it. So we'll see if BYU can knock down their free throws. This is a situation that we see quite a bit in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One and one. And the, it's these kids, they're not technically the the, the, the coolest right. under pressure. And, and, and you're not seeing BYU with a lot of help down low, obviously, because they don't want to go over the back. So they only got like one guy down mm-hmm. there for the rebound. Uh you know, and Gonzaga obviously has everybody, but uh, Robinson goes ahead and hits the first here, 74 yeah. to 72, 15.9 seconds left to go at the Marriott Center in Provo. BYU trying to get their signature when uh, he does him. miss the second. So yeah. Gonzaga's out of timeouts. So yep. They got to run their stuff. Wow, Strother, that's a oh my! And he goodness. hits it. Nine point five left wow. to go. Gonzaga all the way back now has taken the lead, 75 to 74. Julian Strother just pulls up 
a, a, a very ambitious look. Yes, it was. <laughs> what do they always say? The no, 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 no. Good shot. Yeah. Good shot. Good job. Dead top of the key from about 28 feet out. Nylon. So Gonzaga now is up 75-74. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the live number, they've now gone to minus 265. Yep. BYU now plus 210. Yeah, this was a, a trader's game where you absolutely could have had plus money. What was our what was when we talked about hey, I think Gonzaga wins this game, what were they around? Like two dollars? Yeah, like two dollars, like two fifteen around that range. Hell, I mean, if you wanted to come back on BYU, like, you know, that's how you kinda earn it this thing. Yeah. You know, there are people that do scalping and that's what live betting is kinda all about, is you know, taking different numbers at different spots. Now, you can only, I think, really, really do that if you're isolating on one game. It's hard yeah. to do it multiple games at a time. No, no, I wouldn't advise doing that. Like, I mean, games. I mean, us even with several screens in the studio, it's hard to do that. Yeah, you know, I mean, because yeah. we're on the air. Yeah, we're trying and to do a show and exactly. entertain you guys while also it, watching what's it, going exactly. on. Exactly. So that's why you know, <laughs> it's like, well, I can't just have a random live price here, throw something randomly <laughs> because it's like. I, we can look at these prices, but it's like we don't have this game on, and I have no idea, and I'm searching through like a box yeah. score. And it's hard to get the There's feel. only so much you can judge yeah. when you're doing that. No, most definitely. So now it's down to Gonzaga needing to get a stop. BYU trails 75-74. 9.8 seconds to go. They still have plenty of time to Some run Some token pressure in the backcourt here, too, for Gonzaga. You just want to make them take time as, uh, you know, they, they, they give him kind of a free run there, but – Good defense Ooh, by good Watson defense. at the top of the key. Did he get a shot yeah, off? BYU wow. just has to heave it. Didn't get a shot off. And no foul there, and then there shouldn't have been one called anyway. Yeah. 75-74, Gonzaga gets the win. Oh, boy, what a heartbreak for BYU. Wow. And now, of course, what am I thinking? Is it better as the wheels are turning? <laughs> BYU uh, Saturday gets the Pepperdine Waves at home. <laughs> And you wonder Pepperdine by the and Pepperdine getting whacked right now by University of San Diego, seventy nine to sixty three, late in the second half. Waves about to fall to seven and eleven. That I, I did you, you gotta get your number. You just don't want to play the scenario or the situation yeah. here. So you gotta at least get the right number. You still gotta handicap the game accordingly. But boy, BYU man, that looks like a really dejected bunch. They do look dejected. Got to get up off the deck and get Pepperdine coming in who just got got their asses kicked or certainly you're getting them kicked right now with seven mm. minutes ago. And, and I misspoke. I said that they didn't get a shot off. They did get it. It was just blocked yes. by Anton Watson there at the top of the key. So it was a terrific defensive effort there on the, on the perimeter from Gonzaga. And we've criticized Gonzaga's defense for much mm-hmm. of the season. Got to give them credit there and tip the cap because they, put, they came up with a pretty good stop there uh, as time expired. So – uh, a ski mask victory there for the Bulldogs. And, and, and look, <laughs> they'll take it. And I wonder, you know, is that going to be what maybe turns the tide for, for Gonzaga? You know, that kind of says, okay, mm-hmm. okay, fellas, we escaped here. Uh, but, boy, BYU, that, that, that's, that's tough to get over. And yeah. I, I, on the situation, I would be looking at, at Pepperdine. Because BYU, by the way, what were they up? Ten with a little over five and change remaining. Yep. They had a 92% chance of Ooh. winning the game, and Gonzaga outscores them 17-6 to six to win by one. <laughs> That's brutal. That is brutal. Uh, and, and it was just execution there. And you and you could tell it was the guys that were making the plays were the guys that have been there before for Gonzaga. Like yeah, Anton, Anton Watson. Anton Watson made some really key plays. Yeah, and he's a guy that, like, he he's not going to be the, a scorer 
really, but he does like everything else really well. He's been on that team for quite a bit. He's played a lot of games. Timmy down the stretch was really good as well. Uh, it was like the guys that they could have typically been leaning on over the past handful of years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, what a performance there. Strother makes the big shot. Watson gets the stop. Gonzaga gets out of Provo with a victory when it looked a little improbable just moments ago. Uh, heartbreaker for the BYU Cougars because that's a game that they circle every single year mm-hmm. and they get up for it. And those fans, you saw them. They were ready to storm that court. Yep. Uh, all the celebration put on hold. Zags win at 75-74. Game goes under the total. Also, BYU... They didn't win on the court, but they won at the window, which is what matters most here on Beast and Live Bet tonight. We wrap up the show on the other side. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abemafe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports. VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's V-S-I-N slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the final segment of VSIN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out here at Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. After us at the top of the hour will be the Greg Peterson experience here on the network, so make sure you stick around for that as Greg wraps up the day in sports, including that Gonzaga-BYU finish that we saw out there in Provo. Gonzaga stuns the Cougars, 75-74. BYU does win at the window. Game goes under the total mm-hmm. of 154 and a half, but what a finish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, remember when I said Pepperdine, by the way, like, oh, they're getting their butts kicked. Mm-hmm. They're only down six to USD right now, 345 left to go. Steve Lavin's bunch trying to hang on. Uh, <laughs> so, but. That, that, you know, keep an eye for those little spots. You know, we saw with BYU how dejected they look. Now you got to get back up for Pepperdine. Probably going to be a decent size favorite, you would think, over the Waves, who are 7 and 10, maybe looking at 7 and 11. So mm-hmm. you make sure you get your number and, and, and look at your numbers accordingly. But those little situational spots, those are the things that are golden in college basketball. And we also have a close game going on in the NBA. We haven't talked much about this game because we got caught up in the uh, college right. basketball game, and rightfully so. It was a terrific finish. The Mavericks and the Lakers, once was Dallas cruising, now has tightened up here. Lakers down by four. Mavericks up 82-78. Dallas laying four and a half. Total 215 and a half. Uh, you can get the Lakers plus 175 on the money line as they begin the fourth quarter. Yeah, LeBron uh, with 18 and 8, uh, Thomas Bryant 11 and 9, so we need one more rebound to go yeah, over that 9 and a half. Uh, Russell Westbrook 18 off the bench, Luka 27, 8 rebounds, 7 assists tonight. But, you know, sometimes that's what happens with the Mavericks. That offense gets a little bit stale, and now all of a sudden we have got a four point game at the crypto.com arena, and that still doesn't say right to say it's, it. It doesn't. I've the Staples it, Center. I, I have gotten used to the Crypto.com arena. So it's like yes. something that's like, okay, I don't, it doesn't feel weird to say, but it just, 
it feels weird when you hear yourself say it out loud, if that makes any sense. <laughs> like, and, you know? uh, and I believe uh, Kendrick Nunn goes three goggles there, 82 to 81. Lakers uh, okay. might be about to uh, take the lead. Uh, one more NBA game also going on. Uh, 85 to 79, the uh, Blazers over the Cleveland Cavaliers who continue that road trip. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, tough night, only 10 points. Remember, he put up a big number against uh-huh. uh, the Jazz in his first game back home. Uh, uh, tough night, though, for uh, for D. Mitchell. It's Jared Allen that's having to carry these guys. Uh, uh, Damian Lillard, 31. It reminds me uh, of my buddy that lives up in uh, Portland. One of my best friends is little three-year-old boy Xavier. Every time he he does something good, he sends me the video where his little boy's going, Dame time, Dame time. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is up there 31 dame for dame he, he points to the watch man he yes it's dame time that's what he does it's dame time is clutch time and he's been clutch all throughout his career um so yeah this laker game it's close we'll be keeping our eyes on what's going on in la but also earlier this morning wes in the nfl we got some news here in las vegas longtime raiders quarterback Derek carr played for the silver and black for nine seasons bid his goodbye he did to Raider Nation as the sources all came out. Adam or Ian Rappaport tweeted about how the Raiders are exploring uh, trade options for Derek Carr. Derek Carr then put out a statement shortly thereafter saying, uh, you know, I put my heart and soul into this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all the, the usual things that goes along with that message. Thanking both Oakland and Las Vegas, both cities where he was the Raiders quarterback. So everything is now in motion for Derek Carr to find a new destination. Now he has the no trade clause as well. So there'll be some cooperation from both sides about where that next destination ends up being. But over at DraftKings, because there's a little bit of uncertainty, when there's uncertainty, it means you can bet on it. At DraftKings, they have the odds up for where will Derek Carr play next? Right now, the co-favorites in this market, the New York Jets, and your Indianapolis Colts at plus 400. Are the Colts the- <laughs> really going to do this again? <laughs> they're in the mix. And, 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 and look, I'm not I'm not a, a Derek Carr hater by any stretch. <laughs> I, I think he's had a, a nice career, just hadn't been able to really get a team, you know, on a run in the postseason. But I have to think that the Colts are finally going to take the stand where it's like, you know what? We've got to get a young guy. Mm-hmm. I understand why they're four to one because that—that's what they do. You know, they got—they got Uncle Phil, Philip Rivers in, uh, then Carson Wentz, and then they did it with, uh, of course, Matt Ryan this year. But I can understand why the odds are there. But you see, the Jets is the favorite. Do they really believe that Money Mike White is their guy? I don't really think that they do. Yeah, and obviously, you know, Zach Wilson's still under contract, but so. The Jets do make a lot of sense, at least at the top, but there's a few teams on both sides of that ledger that do make sense. Well, let's go down the list there, because Tennessee, also in the AFC South, that's 6-1. to one. They're on the list. Yes. Who knows what happens with Ryan Tannehill? The way the contract is structured, I believe they can move on from him during the offseason without much of a, of a cap Did Tennessee just let go of their offensive coordinator, too? They did. They fired Todd, Todd, Downing. Todd Downing, who once worked with Derek Carr, so he won't get a chance to do it again. No. So. Uh, the Washington Commanders are at nine to one right now. Washington, I mean, they got a little glimpse of Sam Howell, didn't? Uh, he was a little rough around the edges, yeah. but had showed some. Uh, I've heard, signs. I have heard a little bit of Washington in terms of speculation. Yeah, Washington is there. The Patriots plus nine fifty. The Buccaneers at ten to one. Maybe that's an option if uh, Brady decides to retire. Now he retired, decided to retire this past offseason and came yeah, back to Selection yeah, Sunday. Tom, Tom Brady might be an option to take Derek Carr's old job here. Maybe a swap. Things I'm hearing, like for like swap, Brady for cool. Carr. 
could be, but there's also <laughs> another team in the NFC South that I think could mm-hmm. be interesting. And that's what I thought of immediately. I thought of the New Orleans Saints. Okay. Who I don't think are that far away, who I think are a very good defensive team. And mm-hmm. I think the defense was good. They have a defensive coach in Dennis Allen. They've got, I mean, you have Thomas, you know, you still have Olave, you have Alvin Kamara, you have a decent offensive line, but the quarterback position just unable to get it done this year. And I thought maybe New Orleans, you know, that, you know, playing half your games indoors mm-hmm. that they could put up some big numbers. So New Orleans kind of interesting for a team down the list for me. Panthers 12 to one. Giants, Texans, 18 to 1. Falcons, 20 to 1. Seahawks, 22 to 1. Steelers, 25 to 1. Packers, Dolphins, Raiders are at 30 to 1. Um, if you had, would you go with New Orleans if you had to bet this market here? Somebody gave you $100 and said, place it on any one of these teams would yeah, be New that, Orleans? That, that would be my lean. I might, I might split, it, uh, split it accordingly because I'm looking at the right side. Texans, obviously, they are drafting a quarterback. Yep. I don't think they're in the mix at all. Atlanta could be. I have no idea what Atlanta is going to do because they have two quarterbacks they seem to not want. Mm-hmm. Seattle, you know, did Geno Smith prove enough to where Seattle? Because Seattle, keep in mind, what what is their pick? Because they have they the pick five. Okay, I they believe? pick five. So you know, let's say Young and Stroud are gone. Would they take Will Levis? Levis, I mean, or, or or did uh, they yeah. think Geno? Look, they got in the playoffs. There's there's been a lot of positive buzz about Geno in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I think if they work something out that's reasonable, mm-hmm. I think they would welcome him back. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. Uh, Green Bay is on there because you never know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do if he's going to retire. I I kind of think that he's not going to retire on that note. No, the future is a beautiful mystery, is what he once said. Yes, he Aaron Rodgers says a lot of things. Yeah. Very little of it makes sense. Yes, <laughs> I think if I had to bet into this market. I think I would go Tampa Bay, to be honest. I, I would go Tampa Bay. And, and obviously, I don't have any inside information or anything like that. But there's you mentioned the rumblings about Brady and the Raiders. Yeah. And, and Gronk came out and said that, hey, Dana White was. was I, re- that I remember that. that and they were little, supposed to go yes. over. And, and I've spoken with Michael Lombardi on our GM Shuffle podcast. Make sure to subscribe, yeah. rate, and review. Get that in there right before the show ends. Uh, but he said that. There was stuff in motion for Brady and Gronk to join the Raiders, but then John Gruden didn't really want to go through with it. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, I would, I would imagine it's a mutual interest. So if he goes to the Raiders, Derek Carr's out there, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a veteran roster, not going to have a great draft pick. All of a sudden they have a vacancy at quarterback. Why not bring in a veteran guy like Derek Carr? No, I, I could certainly see that now. I don't, I don't know how they would work the trade out if if they can yeah. get it done that way, or if it's just maybe okay. Two free agents going somewhere just, yeah, else. Just swapping seats or something yes. like that. But, yeah, I think at 10-1, to 1, maybe it'd be an interesting bet there. The Jets make a lot of sense to me just because they, they feel like, okay, they need a quarterback and all that stuff with what's going on with Zach Wilson. I know Mike White, he has some believers out there. I'm not one of them. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I don't see the Colts. I think the Colts are a false favorite here. I'm yeah, sure. I do, too. Colts are – I think they're finally going to draft a young yeah. quarterback. Yeah, and maybe they do For both the love right of God, now. they should. Move up and draft somebody number one overall. Move heaven and earth, as Chris Ballard once said. That does it for the show here on a Thursday night. For Wes Reynolds, I'm Femi Benfe. For our producer, Matt Santos, and the entire crew behind the glass, we wish you all the best of luck. Coming up next, the Greg Peterson Experience here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Get pro-level insights into the sports betting market with VSIN's betting splits. See what people are betting and keep updated on how the market is reacting. Track up to the minute percentage of bets placed on a matchup. Compare that to the breakdown of money spent on down of money spent on down of money spent on down of money. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.